August 19th, 2020. She changed her shoes because the dirt, the dust. Sydney Sutherland went on a run. He goes, I can't find her. She was going for a run. She Snapchatted me a couple times. And communication was seemingly cut off. And she never opened them. Sydney was gone. I just felt danger. And no one. Something just was not right. Knew where she was. My fear was um, being kidnapped on that road. Not, never thinking about it before, but like, did someone drive by and just pick her up? This is County Road 41. Welcome back to County Road 41. I'm Mitch McCoy. I want to take you back to Wednesday, August 19th, 2020. Sydney Sutherland had just returned home from a family vacation the night before. The entire family, including her boyfriend Alex, had been in Florida. You could call it the perfect little getaway. Sydney had already planned, uh, you know, to have the day off um, to kind of catch up, uh, you know, to get unpacked and to, um, you know, get rest before she went back on her ships because they're like 12 hour shifts. Well, and, and a lot of people do that. Yes. Oh yeah. You know, a yes. lot of people after a vacation like that, you just need a day to you yes. know, kind of get back into the yes. groove of things. And then, you know, as a nurse, you never know if she's going to be dazed or not. So um, to try to get her rest schedule, it, you know, it would take time. So sure. she wanted to make sure she had an extra day of rest before she had to go back, sure. so. Sydney's extra day of rest started with a workout in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Remember, Jonesboro is about 30 miles from Sydney's home. It's larger and home to Arkansas State University. For people who live in Jackson County, going to Jonesboro would be much closer than traveling to Little Rock. She loved to work out. She had a personal trainer, so she had got up that morning and went to personal training at 8. I remember her trainer said, you know, I, she had a hard train that morning, but she just felt like she needed to because she said, I've been gone a week. You know, we ate whatever we want. Sydney went to her mom's house after leaving the trainer. The two visited, and Sydney, the avid runner that she was, wanted to go for an afternoon jog. Maggie says she tried to convince Sydney not to go. I was unpacking, and, and she goes, well, do you need anything? I said, well, can you run up to get my mail for me? And she ran and got it, and she came back, and we visit, and she goes, well, I'm going to go on home because I'm going to bake some cookies or brownies or something, you know, last time before I'm just going to try. And she said, then I'm, I'm going to go running. And I was like, Cindy, don't run today. You know, we've been gone. Rest. Get you some you sleep. You just left the trainer? Yes. You left the trainer. You did an hour hard workout. Why would, she goes, it just releases me. And I was like, okay. So um, I'll talk to you in a little bit, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and so she went home. Did she bake them? She stopped at the store uh, and got cookies and brownies, so apparently she didn't know which one she was going to cook. <laughs> and she went home and, you know, as when I went in, the first thing you see when you walk on the door was their couch and there was her bags with her cookies and brownies. And was there any conversation or did she just, she just drop? Nobody was No, she, she was there by herself. Gotcha. The only day, I, I actually talked to her that day, we was working at the farm and there at our, our farm shop there, she stopped by for just a second because the day that it all happened. The phone service was really bad. 
And I remember she we was working on combines and she she pulled up and she asked me if my phone was acting up too or if it was just hers. Mm -hmm. And 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 I told her, you know, it, I, everybody's phone service is messed up and and then I then I think that's when she came over here and was headed to gym. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so she um got home, she unloaded the, mm -hmm. the groceries and then she went for her run, it sounds like pretty quick. She did. She uh actually went in dropped that off you can just tell right at the corner and she went and changed her clothes um she you know just worked out and workout clothes but she run out in the country road just like we all do like to this day if i went out we would but she changed her shoes because the dirt the dust mm -hmm. so she had certain shoes she wore and she changed her clothes and she called her boyfriend saying, I'm fixing to go for my run. And he's like, okay, you know. And Alex at that point was, he was working. He was, he was yeah. working. And he was walk, uh, working close. I he mean, was like working right within at the house. a mile of the house. I mean, mm -hmm. he was working close. I mean, would, he was in the area. Would Sydney's run be around that same field that Alex was working? Yes. Sydney started her run. We learned a UPS driver saw Sydney running on Jackson County Road 41. Maggie says the UPS driver even slowed down around Sydney because of the dust. That's the last time anyone saw Sydney alive. A few hours later, Sydney's boyfriend got home and Sydney was nowhere to be found. I knew something was wrong when Alex, he got off at work at five. He called me right after five and he says, have you seen Sydney? And I said, no, um, you know, I've been working at the house um, in Newport. You know, what's wrong? Is something up? He goes, I can't find her. She was going for a run. She Snapchatted me a couple times and then she never opened them. And he goes, but I'm home, I've already been down the road, she ran down, I've been in her car, everything's here, something just don't feel right. And he had seen her, right? Because he was leaving the field? No, I don't no, think, he, he, I don't he, think he, he's seen her. He, I think about the time they was leaving the field, they, she was on the other side so, of the overpass already. She was already on the other side pass. of the overpass. Gotcha. And, and and he was on this side going back towards their house. Gotcha. So no, he just missed her. He just yes. missed her. Yes. I mean, yes. Just, yes. Yeah, within yes. five, ten minutes, just yes. missed her. I mean. But uh, he had Snapchatter and then her best friend had. And they, like, were Snapchatting, then all of a sudden it stopped. So they have a time period where they're, t t where the Snapchats, she did not answer, and that was unusual. Yeah. And then... That's when you went over there? Yes. As soon as he called me, I was in Newport, I said, I'm on my way. Sure. And I get there, and I can just, he's walking around. I could see a panic. And, you know, first instinct, I said, did y'all have an argument? Is everything okay? You know, what was, you know, anything. Did something happen? He goes, no. She just said, I'm going on a run. We Snapchatted. He said, I've called her all afternoon and everything and he said I didn't know what to do and I knew you would know if where she was at. Jackson County is so small yes nothing happens here no uh, and it, it's it's one of those towns everybody knows everyone exactly. what did you think? I looked in the house by seeing everything not 
nothing out of the order, her vehicle there, her car keys there. Um, I was like, something's not right. I, I can feel that something's not right. You knew something was wrong. That moment, I knew it. My, I just, my heart just dropped. And I was like, um, I called, um, I called the boys yep. immediately. And I called the dad and they're like, Mom, where is she at? And I was like, I'm telling y'all, I can feel something. Something's not right. Just, you know, get here, which they were there in three minutes. Yeah, I was, I was close. Yes. Maggie, did you know at that point, did, did you feel like she wasn't here? No, I just, I just felt danger. Like something just was not right. Um, it it took a little bit for that to set in, and then my fear was um, being kidnapped on that rope. Not never thinking about it before, but like, did someone drive by and just pick her up? You know, because she wouldn't did nothing voluntarily. Remember Sydney's childhood friend Hunter Redman? We heard from her in the first two episodes. She got one of the first few phone calls that Sydney was missing. She can remember down to the meal that she was eating when her phone rang. I got a phone call that night. I was sitting at the dinner table with my family, and um, my mom called me and said that something's not right. Um, she's not come back from a run. And at that time, I just I dropped everything that I I knew I where I had to be, and that was wherever she was. And you know, that's where I went. Uh, I believe it was eight or nine o'clock and I was like, okay, I'm, you know, work in the morning. Who cares? I know where I need to be at and that's wherever they think that she could be. And that's when we began searching, looking for, you know, if we could track her cell phone and just trying to piece a little bit of the puzzle to understand where she was at that time. Hunter, there are some people who in those moments will remember the clothes that they were wearing. Uh, they will remember the, the exact moment they got that call. Uh, they can visualize it in their head. To put it into perspective for people who might be listening, you said you were at dinner. Do you, what do you remember about that dinner time? I mean, do you remember down to the meal you were having? Yes, I was eating cereal. And my husband was sitting behind me in the recliner and he was uh, rocking our newborn baby to sleep. Um, And I told him to, you know, I I searched the first picture that I could find of her, and I was like, okay, and I put it out on media. This is Sydney. She's not come home. This is not like her. Has anyone seen her? Um, I called my father-in-law. I said, I need you to come and watch, you know, our baby girl. We have somewhere to be. And that was whenever we made our way over to Grubbs. Within hours, law enforcement had descended on the area, but the sun was going down and the night started setting in. Keep in mind, this is rural Arkansas. There are no street lamps. You could probably see little lights from the nearby highway, which, by the way, there's no easy access because there's no exit or on-ramp by County Road 41. Maggie started calling Sydney's cell phone provider. AT&T to track her phone. She could do that because Maggie is the account owner. The phone started pinging to various areas, but nothing was concrete. Sydney's picture hit the 10 p.m. news that night 
Now in Jackson County, the search is on for a woman who hasn't been Jackson seen. Jackson County woman involving multiple law enforcement agencies now. Maggie's motherly instincts told her that Sydney was still alive. I was thinking she was alive because I was like, I just, I've got to get to her. She's here somewhere. I can feel her on this road. You know, she's here somewhere, you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that night we had 100 plus people already out there. I mean, we had, they had the helicopter search out. We had all kinds of people and we were, I guess we all felt it because we all stayed on that road, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's the road she traveled, yeah. you know, normally. It was normally. just like something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was I mean, just something. We all stayed on that road. Did she always take the same route? Well, uh, sometimes um, right beside their house was strictly a farm road. Mm -hmm. And she ran down it and come back up and hit that road. But it was, uh, they had been watering some beans or rice and it was muddy. Because I remember we all walked through it trying to look for tracks to see if you could see where she might have ran through a side. And I don't think she went that way at all because I think she went strictly by the road. Yes. Because it was very muddy. Law enforcement briefly paused the search around 2 a.m. because it was just too dangerous at that point. Sam and Tyler, though, with their best friends, kept searching through the night, even using the cover of darkness to keep ringing Sydney's phone, hoping they'd hear it or they'd see it light up. But nothing. The search started again at 7.30 the next morning on Thursday, August 20th, 2020. Volunteers spent all day out in that hot weather. My colleague Claire Kreitz was on the ground too. From the sky to boots on the ground, law enforcement from across the county and even the state are exhausting every option to find 25-year-old Sydney Sutherland. We're working every aspect we can think of. According to Jackson County Sheriff David Lucas, Sutherland was last seen around 2.30 on this county road near her home. She was on foot out walking and jogging. We received that information uh, from a UPS driver this morning that saw her. Since then, no one has heard from her, and no one knows what happened to her. We're not ruling anything out. Lucas says she did have her phone, and they've tried to track its last known location. With the phone pings that we've been getting from AT&T, plus the information from the people that said they saw her, it's pretty much going to be in that general area, and that's where we're concentrating the most right now. <laughs> It's not just police and sheriff deputies searching the fields for anything out of the ordinary. Where somebody might have turned around out in a field with a, a truck or backed up in it. Uh, weeds that are uh, rolled over. Hoyt Brown is helping with the search efforts on his day off. He's helping people when they need help. He says he can't believe something like this happened in this small rural community. I was kind of shocked. Now he just hopes his and all the other volunteers' efforts break some ground on Sutherland's disappearance. I hope we can find her safe. Okay, I know what you're likely thinking here. What about that UPS driver? What's their story? Well, law enforcement quickly ruled the UPS driver out because of a GPS timestamp on the truck. Trace dogs did find a big piece of evidence, though, during the search that day. It was Sydney's phone. Very strange because in that area, um, we the grass was packed, you know, it was laid flat. And then all of a sudden that next day, 
here lays the phone face up on and like where did that phone come from i mean everybody walked through there the grass was down packed down so do you think that the I, phone was I have off? yes there's just something about that like why would it like them walking especially at night when it finally settled down why did that not light up you know, did you walk in that area? Yes, this I, I is was, an area we walked. And over the reason and over. the reason we're so focused on from Highway 18 to the to the interstate is because uh, because uh, it'd be Quakes, Llewellyn's stepfather. He he called and uh, his, his stepdad Michael called us and said that Quake was the last one. He did see her, and it was about I think he said 3:30. Yep, you heard Sam right. Sam says there was a second spotting of his little sister by a man with the name of Quake Llewellyn, 28 years old. This wasn't actually known to the media at the time. The family revealed it to me for the first time during our interview. And one could argue it was a tip that blew the entire case wide open. On the next County Road 41, zeroing in on a suspect. We're working on some current uh, potential leads right now that we're checking into. You could compare it to a domino effect. Detectives start to piece together who, when, where, how, and why. And Sydney's mom confronts the man who's accused of killing her daughter right in the middle of the search. I'm gonna go ask him what he's seen, being the word was, he's the last one that's seen him. County Road 41 is reported, produced, and edited by me, Mitch McCoy. Digital support comes from Bill Smith. The news director for KARK4 News and Fox 16 News is Ernie Paulson, and its vice president and general manager is Kyle King. <laughs>